Okay, so last week, one of Kenya's biggest artists, Yashinsky, came out and announced that he was building a city for his fans. Okay, he's arguably one of the biggest artists in East Africa, if not Africa. The thing with Africa is we have South uh, Africa, we have West Africa, we have East Africa, we have North Africa. And there's a very big chance that there are people in West Africa who've never heard of Yashinsky or his music. But when it comes to East Africa, he's arguably one of the biggest artists. So he came out and announced that he was building a city for his fans. And if you know anything about Nyashinsky fans is the moment he makes any announcement, he's definitely going to trend. And that is exactly what happened. It wasn't at the capacity that we are used to, but it did happen. And that is why I'm creating this impromptu video. So when he made this announcement, it was in the middle of his performance at Two Rivers Mall, Nairobi, Kenya. And if you've ever seen a Nyashinsky concert live or even bothered to Google and watch one live on YouTube, there's one thing that always happens in the middle of the performance or during the performance or even at the beginning of the performance. He usually takes a few minutes to just talk to his fans, to the audience, and either address something that is currently happening or something that inspired his songs or one of his songs. And that is something, like, if you know the structure of his concert, you always know. Even when he was doing um, live performances, I watched this one live performance during, I think, the COVID period. And it's something that he did. Like, it, it gets to a point where he just goes shuts down the music, and then takes a minute to talk to his fans. Anyway, when he announced this, there was, an there was excitement around it, and I noticed that it wasn't as loud as any other of his um, announcements that he makes, whether it's new music or a brand deal or a ambassador deal that he's, he's having or he's going to have with a brand. And the reason for that is most people don't understand uh, what he meant and I'm hoping <laughs> that in this video I'm going to touch on exactly what he was referring to and this video is for anyone who has an interest in the crypto space or just the aspect of understanding what NFTs are. So two months ago, was it two months ago or three months ago, Mark Zuckerberg came out and announced that Facebook was going to be launching a metaverse. So it's basically a virtual world where you can still make friends the same way you do on Facebook and Instagram. And you can actually buy stuff. You can buy land, you can buy houses, you can buy homes. You can do all these things that you do in the real world, only that now this is in the virtual space. And when I heard Nyashinsky say that he's going to be building a city for his fans, in my head, I was like, oh my God, he's finally building... Um, a virtual world where people can interact with his digital assets and maybe be able to also build a sustainable income for themselves. So for those of you who are not familiar with who Nyashinsky is, he came out sometime in 2000, was it 2002? They were in a group, Kleptomaniacs, and the Twendele, Amatusiendele song has always been um, a song that everyone listens to. But since that song came out, um, and even during his sabbatical when he went to the U.S. to sort of try and figure out who he was before he came back, he's built a massive catalog. But 
the thing that makes him stand out is he has this element of stardom around him. There are people who are famous, but you meet them and you're like, mm, this like they don't have the star quality. But with Nyashinsky, I think he has caref- carefully uh, curated his brand in such a way that when you see him, you, he has this star power that comes with who he is as a person and even the content that he puts out. Um, even right now, there are videos. I'm not sure if it's his legit TikTok account, but he has this um, one one on and off, <laughs> um, what are they called, motivational quotes. He's going to talk about money. He's going to talk about persistence, especially if you are into fitness or whatever it is you're doing. So it's one of those, um, he's one of those people who have this star or star power or star quality that follows them. And he's one of the artists who've actually been able to cut across different generations. I'm going to give you an example. When their first song came out, the Twendele song, I'm not sure if it was, I'm not sure if it was the first song, but the first song that blew up, um, I was in high school, and I remember my older siblings were listening to this song and vibing to it. And at that time, I was also vibing to it. And right uh, today, uh, the people that are my age mates or people who are um, older than me at that time, they've had kids, their kids are in their 20s, and they're still vibing with Nyashinsky's music. So this guy has been able to cut across three generations. And from the looks of it, He's going to be here for a while longer. So for him to say, I'm going to build a city for my fans, first of all, I would like to bust anyone's bubble if you actually thought that he was going to build an actual city. Uh, Personally, I feel like he's going to build a virtual world where you're going to be able to interact with his digital assets. The one thing I would want to see in this city is the original um, Kleptomaniacs uh, album cover for the Twendele song. Uh, for those of you who only consume content on digital music, on digital platforms, I'm sorry that you never got to experience uh, the pride that came with buying a cassette that had um, like 20 artists, a Caliph record compilation or an Ogopa compilation or just a Kenyan music compilation. And for me, that is the one thing I would want to see. I would like to see the original um, cover photo of the Twendele song, or whether it was a compilation or whatever it is that they had put in the music, that had they, they had put the music as part of. I would like to have that as one of the digital assets. But for those of you who are wondering what I'm talking about, I think it's important to sort of understand what a virtual world is, especially now, uh, because... A lot of people get lost in the context of what crypto is and what um, NFTs are. I'm not talking about crypto uh, in terms of Bitcoin, buying and selling. I'm going to focus on the blockchain with a special focus on NFTs. So for those of you who don't know what blockchain is, it's basically uh, a digital tracker of transactions. So if you sell me a Bitcoin or a Dogecoin, there is a universal, not a universal, there's a virtual um, sort of spreadsheet or Excel sheet that tracks all the transactions so that um, if I say the tokens that are available at this moment, okay, I feel like I'm digressing and I'm giving people information 
they might not need, but stick with me. So the same way you transact with money, if I give you 100 shillings, yeah, physical not, you can then use it to buy something. So if I give you 100 and you give me, for example, this microphone, okay, this microphone is not 100, Bob, but let's play with that number. If I give you 100 shillings and I take this microphone from you, the value of this microphone is going to either increase or decrease depending with whether there are other microphones. Yeah. So the next time someone wants to buy it from me, I can either choose to hike the price or lower the price. But the one thing that is going to be consistent is the money that I gave you. Uh, the money that you have, you can choose to use it for something else. So every time that money moves from one person to the other person or that token moves from one person to the other token, these transactions are being tracked digitally and no one can sort of play around with them because every time that transaction happens, there are multiple people who are tracking that transaction. So I can't wake up tomorrow and say I have 100 bitcoins if I don't have a bitcoin. So that is sort of a crash course of how bitcoin works and that is why it's been able to increase in value. The good thing with bitcoin and the reason why it's Bitcoin or the number one cryptocurrency is because no one owns it. It's owned in the digital world and that allows it to increase or decrease in value. So the other thing or the other topic that has been a hot topic for a bit now, okay, it's sort of cooling down right now, but it was a hot topic in 2021. Uh, this was NFTs. So NFTs are non-fungible tokens. If I do like I do an action or if I pause like this and then I screenshot it and then I have it on my laptop. It's the only one. Yeah. So yes, any other person can come onto this video and screenshot it, but the original one is owned by me. So for non-fungible tokens, um, what happens is the person who created them technically owns them. That's why you have digital paintings that you can actually screenshot and download from the internet have been sold for over $60 million. That is $6 billion Kenya shillings. And this is a painting that you can download online. But the whole idea of it is you are able to say, I own it. So the person who created it now then lists it online and say, okay, I'm selling it. Uh, the person who buys it has a transaction that proves they bought it from the original person. Yeah, so if they choose to sell it, the person buying it from them will then have the capability or have the capability to track back and see who originally created that piece of art and then who bought it. So they're able to see on this chain, uh, value of chain, where they lie. And then if they decide to sell, the person buying can always track it. The difference with crypto and blockchain is you can track it back to the original owner of that specific product. Whereas when it comes to money, if I give you 100 shillings, in two, three days, it might be in a matatu somewhere or in the airport going to some other country, but you, there's no way to track it back to me. Okay, I saw Central Bank of Kenya is trying to come up with a digital uh, version of the Kenya shillings. I don't know how successful that is going to be, but that is the entire concept. So now, Going back to this Nyashinsky conversation, when he said he's going to be building a, PC, uh, a city, not a PC, <laughs> when he said he's going to be building a city, this is the concept 
that I can sort of visualize and see the, uh, the thing that I think he's trying to achieve. He'll, he's going to have a city called Shinsky or Nyashinsky City. And then inside the city, he's going to come up with different digital assets. Of course, he's going to have, you can buy land, you can buy his merchandise, you can buy whatever it is that is in the city you can buy. Like I said, the one thing that I want to see in this particular city is the original Twendele Amatusiendele um, cover that was originally made for the song. And I would, want for, I would want to own a piece of that. The beauty of it is, as the creator of this city, he can then say, okay, if I sell you a digital asset, a digital asset, you can either own it 100% or every time you sell it, I'm also going to get a percentage off of it. So the, the NFT space and the digital space is an interesting space for creatives to be in. It's a bit tricky for people who are nine to fivers because they look at such concepts and they're like, I would never own an NFT or I would never be able to create an NFT for myself. But this is something that has been, I think, specifically designed for artists and people in the creative space because now they can own the original uh, pieces of art that they put out there. It can be a song. You can say, okay, I'm going to post this song on this platform. I'm going to auction it for 100 shillings or 1,000 Kenya shillings. You can buy the song and then you can also sell it to other people. Or you can say, okay, I'm going to build a mural and then upload it on the platform. You can buy it and then resell it. Or some of these things can just be on the platform for free, quote-unquote, sort of just to make sure the city is as interactive. The only other artist that I've seen create an NFT locally is Nonini. I don't know how well it's performing. I've also seen um, Octopizo do the same thing. But the one person who created an NFT in partnership with another platform and then sold it for some serious money was Eliud Kipchoge. Uh, but then again, you can't take away from the fact that Eliud Kipchoge is not, he's known globally because of his fit as an athlete. But that is not to say that Nyashinsky fans cannot make him good money. The only downside with NFTs and this whole concept of blockchain and creating cities and products for your fans is most artists have been doing it out of greed. They don't necessarily care about the artist, the people buying their content. They are just thinking, okay, I've created these digital assets. Um, if I sell a thousand of them at a thousand shillings, I've made a cool one million Kenya shillings. And they never factor in uh, the value that that digital asset is going to bring to their funds. So that is the one thing that I would want uh, to see, how he sort of embeds in his city or his platform. But again, uh, the best thing to do if you're a creative looking to create such a platform is to always think of how can I add value to the person buying this asset. Because yes, some of us are going to buy this product because we love him, we love his content, we love his music. Uh, he has this star quality or star power that he commands. But if people cannot draw value out of your platform or your, or your digital assets without your involvement, after some point, uh, the platform is just going to uh, fizzle out. So you need to make sure, or he needs to make sure, that the people buying these digital assets in his city uh, have a way of drawing value 
that makes them even push the platform more. If I know I'm going to make a percentage um, every time I help you sell something, then I'm going to be more invested in pushing it. And some of the clever ways that an artist of his stature can do, actually, is to have... If you, if you are a member of this city, you can attend his concerts for free or at a discounted price. If you are a member of this city, you can buy his merchandise at, I don't know, 30% or 40% off. If you are a member of his city, you can have, um, what is it called, meetups with him. Because that is the one person... And it's, it's interesting that I've met so many artists, but Nyashinsky is one of those who I've never... I've, I know people who've met him and sat down with him, but he's one of those people who I've never bumped into anywhere. So as a fan, I would want to buy a digital asset if it tells, if gives me an opportunity to hang out with you, even if it's once a year or once in a lifetime. So just factoring in the things that will actually make the people who buy these digital assets feel like they connect to you more and they also can build businesses around this uh, offering that you're giving, the better it is for you. Anyway, I don't know what you guys think. Uh, do you actually believe that it's going to build a physical city or do you think it's going to be a digital world or a virtual world where guys can interact with his digital assets? And if, he, if, and if it's a digital or virtual world, um, do you see yourself buying any of his digital assets? Comment below. I would like to know what other things people would actually be interested in buying. It might be um, a clever way of him getting ideas of the things he needs to make sure he doesn't miss. Peace out, and I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>